This podcast is a love letter to my VAs, OBMs, and PMs out there. I see you. You started your business for the freedom. You started your business for your family. You started your business for a million other reasons that only you know. But you're stuck and you're struggling. Well, no more. Get ready to move. Get ready to grow and learn together. We're here to work through the tech, work through the growing pains, and work towards a business that you can fall in love with over and over again. See that woman over there who's running it like a boss? Let's go ask her how she did that. Well, hello, hello there. So have you ever wondered how the world of podcast networking works? How do you pitch yourself as a guest to be on someone else's podcast? How do you find guests to be on your client's podcast? We are talking about all of these strategies in today's episode with the one, the only Angie Trueblood, a podcast visibility strategist, as she calls herself. Angie joins us to discuss how you can use podcasts to grow your businesses and build meaningful relationships. So let's go ask Angie how she pitched to podcasts. excited to have you on the How She Did That podcast today. Me too. It's so good to be with you. Yay. So can you tell us who you are and what you do? Yes. So my name is Angie Trueblood and I am a podcast visibility strategist. I came up with that all on my own because, <laughs> because I didn't know what the appropriate name was in the market. And what I do is I work one-on-one -on -one with clients and we pitch them for podcast guesting opportunities. So that's the primary part of my business, but I also am running a program to teach others who want to keep that piece of their marketing in-house, and we teach them how to pitch themselves and to get on interviews and how to leverage those. That's amazing. And you are amazing at what you do. So thank you love that we're talking. <laughs> you too, are absolutely yeah. <laughs> love that we're talking about this. So what we're going to talk about today is uh, why and how service-based business owners can pitch themselves and why they should be pitching to be on podcasts. Right. Yeah. And I have so many people, it, it feels like all of a sudden, like everybody has started talking to me about this topic and being like, I want to be on more podcasts and, or I want to be on my first podcast. So can you talk, first of all, what are some of the reasons why people may consider, you know, being on podcasts? How can it help support their service-based business? Yeah. So for service providers, it's a really interesting opportunity. And I don't think I fully realized it my first year in business because I was working with so many course creators mm -hmm. who were looking to grow their email list, which it is a great email list generator. But then in 2019, I had several folks come on board who were service providers. And so at the end of their interviews, they were able to share a link for a discovery call and you can literally get clients booked off of podcast interviews. Mm -hmm. And the coolest part of it is because service providers tend to have a pretty high priced offer. I mean, for the most part, you know, we have hundreds of dollars wrapped up into some kind of monthly package. You can get such a huge ROI just by appearing on a couple of key podcasts and they don't have to be giant shows. Mm -hmm. They just need to be shows where you show up in front of your ideal client 
and really resonate and provide value in that conversation. So for me, for service providers, it is such a great lead generator in addition to email list grower. That, no, that totally makes sense. That's perfect. Yeah. So one of the other things that I, I've heard people say is like, I know that I should be on podcasts or I want to be on podcasts, but either I don't know what to talk about or I feel like my topic is already taken. Yeah. So that's the interesting part again, is that service providers, we actually hire them into our business because they are an expert at something. When I hire people to help me out, it's for something most likely that I don't know how to do. So Mm -hmm. your expertise is totally relative to the audience that you are speaking to, because you are always going to be an expert relative to someone else. It just depends who that someone else is. You know, there are things that I'm an expert at doing that whoever's listening to this episode is not an expert at. But on the flip side, they're an expert at things that I don't know anything about. You're expert enough as long as you're positioning yourself in front of the right audience. So I think that's the first piece of it is you literally provide the service day in and day out. You are an expert at it. And then I think the challenge comes that we are such doers that it's really hard to get what we do out of our head and to be able to talk about it. You know, like what comes so naturally to us, we think, oh, well, no one wants to hear that. I mean, Mm -hmm. everyone knows how to find a podcast in Apple Podcasts or iTunes. And the fact of the matter is they don't. So a lot of times we second guess our expertise thinking we're not expert enough because, well, of course people know that. Yeah, exactly. I love the fact that like you pointed out that people don't. And I tell, I tell people all the time, like no matter what content you're creating, whether it's, you know, a social media post, a blog post, being on a podcast, whatever, like there are so many things that I, a lot of times will say like, oh, everybody knows that, you know, like I don't have to talk about that. And then I get on a Facebook live and talk about it. And everybody's like, oh my gosh, (laughs) like this is so helpful, you know? So it doesn't have to be that you're solving the problems of the world. It can just be that you're solving that one thing for your ideal client, right? Absolutely. And the, the cool part is there's not a lot of service providers right now pitching themselves to be on podcast. I fully intend to change that, but, <laughs> but there is a need because if you think of all the coaches that are out there that have podcasts, they are often an expert in strategy and some of that more high level business direction and mm-hmm. business topics but they might not be an expert at Pinterest, but their audience might really benefit from knowing how they can leverage Pinterest to grow traffic to their website. So there's such a need. I've had show hosts reach out and say, hey, do you know these three types of people? Can you send them my way? Because I'm really missing, I can't find anyone that can talk about this. And it's always service providers. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. So can you tell us how do we even start this whole process? Like, Once we're like, okay, I'm going to pitch myself on podcasts. What do I do next? (laughs) Other than call you. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) Well, so I have, and I'll share with you at the end, but I have this roadmap to podcast pitching success. And really the first two steps of it involve your positioning and coming up with the types of topics that are going to both resonate with your ideal client but also really resonate with the type of podcast hosts that you should be pitching. So you need to find out where your ideal person is showing up 
to listen to other people and to solve problems that they have right around the time that they want to hire you. So for instance, for me, sometimes authors will come to me because they're getting ready to publish a book and they know they need to grow their audience to have a successful book launch. Well, so for me, it would make sense for me to show up on podcasts for authors, mm -hmm. not about podcast pitching, but I would come in and sort of supplement whatever that podcast host shares with her audience. I could come in and share a component of how to have a successful launch. Mm -hmm. So I would recommend for service providers to think, okay, well, when clients come to me, why are they coming to me? What else is happening in their business life that they now need a Pinterest expert? Are they looking to grow traffic? Are they adding a passive product to their portfolio? Like what is triggering them? And then you find types of shows that also help them solve that problem. And then you can kind of come in and target those types of shows. So the first really is the strategy piece of it, mm -hmm. which a lot of people will say, I'm going to pitch myself for podcasts. And then they'll go right into iTunes and start looking. And that's <laughs> like the worst thing to do because it just gets you down this rabbit hole and it's not strategic. It's a waste of time. You look at new and noteworthy and you see these giant podcasts yeah. that most likely you're not going to get on when there's so many that are really approachable and can really convert and grow your authority and your audience. That's perfect. Okay. So, and then also with that, like figuring out what your specific topics are, right? Instead of just like, I can be on your podcast, like having, being strategic about what you, what you want to position yourself at and talk about, right? Yeah, totally. So I had a conversation this morning, someone invited me to be on their podcast as a guest and she schedules a quick little 10 minute chat beforehand, which I really appreciate mm -hmm. having a conversation to see if our energy jives. Yeah. Basically. And so we were talking and she said, she's been getting pitches where people say something about them wanting to be a guest and I can talk about anything you want. <laughs> Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. And so it's really important to do your due diligence of mm -hmm. understanding what that show is about and who they're speaking to and doing that work for the host. So often people ask, well, how do I make a podcast pitch seem really personal? It's not so much the language that you use, but how well prepared your pitch topic is. Mm -hmm. If it's a topic that really will resonate with their audience, they can immediately know, oh, she totally gets who I'm serving and how. And this topic that she suggested is right on point. So I think it's super important to be specific mm -hmm. in the type of topic that you're pitching just to give them an idea and to not put anything else on their plate, you know? Yeah. I know that the, the pitches that I love that come in for my podcast are the ones that number one are specific. And number two are like even so micro niche down. Like for example, like I love ones where we're talking about technology, you know? So I've been looking for somebody to talk about Zapier for forever. <laughs> and like, <laughs> I'm like, that would be a really great one for, for people to understand how it works, like how you can use it, how you can utilize it in your business for, to automate and everything. So don't be afraid of those like niche, you know, to niche down in terms of topics. Yeah. I actually talk about the idea of 
And I go back and forth between niche and niche, but I in do this too. Instance, <laughs> we're going to go niche because it rhymes. So I like to talk about niche the pitch. Mm. It's a beautiful thing, especially in the service provider space when you're either just getting started or you haven't totally nailed down who that ideal client is, but you can create little pockets of types of podcasts that you pitch for certain specific micro niches. So mm -hmm. you might pitch five shows to talk about Zapier, and then you might pitch five others to talk about Trello mm -hmm. if you want to, because as a service provider, often we have expertise across lots of different technologies and just different platforms. And so you don't have to like pick one and stick with it. I mean, you don't have to be world renowned for Zapier, yeah. but if you've used it for 20 clients for three years, again, you're more of an expert at it than I am. Yeah. So, share it. <laughs> <laughs> totally. So if somebody is thinking about like, if this has kind of sparked a thought in some of the service providers that are listening and they're like, I'm ready to do this. What's the one thing that they can do like today or this week to kind of get that ball rolling? Beyond identifying the type of show that it would make sense for them to pitch. So mm -hmm. let's say they do serve course creators and let's say that they are a Pinterest expert for course creators. They can identify a couple of podcasts in iTunes often they'll already have an idea of a podcast that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And it might be a, a stretch for them at this point, if that's, if they're listening to Amy Porterfield week after week, but you can go into iTunes and look at Amy Porterfield. And then at the bottom, you can scroll down and it says listeners also subscribed to, and then you can cross-reference, like dig into one of those shows until you kind of dig down enough to find podcasts that are at a somewhat similar space that you're in, mm -hmm. in your business and send just a heartfelt email of how you really feel like you could serve their audience. Yeah. It doesn't need to be super complicated. One of the first pitches I sent, I looked back and it's nothing like the pitches I send on behalf of my clients. Mm -hmm. It was probably a four lined email, basically I love your show. I noticed you haven't had this type of guest on. I would totally be open to talking about it if you think it would benefit your audience. That's it, fantastic. Yeah. It can be that simple. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit more about the roadmap that you were talking about? Yeah. So it's a downloadable, it's a PDF and it goes over the six steps of an effective podcast pitching strategy, but also implementation. So like your big rocks that you would want to have in place. And I share five mistakes that I often see folks making when they first start to step into pitching themselves for podcast interviews. Oh, so, that's so important. Yes. I know. I know. <laughs> so they can find that at angietrueblood.com slash Tasha. Yay. Thank yeah, you. And welcome. where can we find you online? Yeah. So, well, they can listen to my podcast. So I came out with a podcast back in September. It is called Go Pitch Yourself. So they can totally listen to that. I publish new episodes every other week. And then online, I'm at angietrueblood.com. So they can check out my services and just the podcast episodes there. Thank you, Angie. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. That's it for this week's episode. Make sure you head on over to TashaBooth.com forward slash podcast to read the show notes and grab your free download so that you can start implementing what you've learned right away. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to leave a comment and subscribe. Remember to keep smashing your goals and pushing forward. You're doing a great job. <laughs>